Welcome back to the Finding Arizona podcast. I'm sorry if I sound really weird because I'm using my headphones today. Wee! Anyways, this is episode number nine with Christopher Cole of True Gentleman Spirits. Now, if you don't know about this society, they are a uh, society of gentlemen, modern day gentlemen, uh, who believe that the title of gentleman should be upheld into the highest pantheon of belief. Uh, they are modern knights and uh, a growing society. Uh, they believe that the suit, the modern suit, uh, is their armor and their mind is their sword. So uh, I'm going to try and keep this quick just because I don't want to screw this up because I've been screwing up. This is my fifth attempt. And so we're going to just jump right into the sponsors. As always, Warcry Warrior is sponsoring this podcast and all future podcasts. If you go to www. One, two, three. Yeah. Well, www.warcrywarrior.com. Uh, uh, you can find all of our new products out. Uh, we have some new shorts. We have uh, hats. We have anything and everything you can possibly think of. Um, and on a side note, we are working on our fall line. Uh, we will be hopefully coming out with some jackets and some long sleeves and some thermals and uh, some new beanies. Uh, we are excited about what's to come. Um, so if you go and uh, <laughs> purchase anything, you can get 20% off with uh, the code of podcast, P-O-D-C-A-S-T, at the end of your purchase, and, and then you can receive that 20% off. So thank you for everyone supporting us. Um, I just want to, I, I want a uh, quick announcement. We have um, done a couple of events, the last one being uh, in Tucson called uh, Neoglyphs, and that was a blast. Uh, we, had, we had just a ton of fun down there. Uh, we're hoping to do some upcoming events here in the Valley. Uh, we are always looking for new events and also looking for new people to head into the podcast chair and uh, help us out with some more content. If you have any questions or you're curious about letting us know about events, uh, you can reach us at warcrywarriors with an S at gmail.com. That's again, warcrywarriors with an S at gmail.com. And you can also follow us on Instagram at warcrywarrior, Twitter, warcrywarrior, uh, and Facebook's uh, facebook.com slash warcrywarrior. Uh, we always love meeting new people and we've just been having a blast this last month um, and we've we've met i want to say uh, me personally i've met probably around 20 new businesses and just a ton of people that are wanting to do the pod podcast or uh just want to help us and be involved with our with, with what's going on and, and i appreciate all of the help <clears throat> I have a new idea and I was hoping that uh, some of you who have been listening to the podcast will will you know maybe uh, attest to it um, or even comment let, let me know if this is something that you're interested in hearing I've 
been getting more and more into the history and the lore of Arizona and its past and its present. Um, we, I, I actually want to do a, a in between all of our kind of uh, business interview um, personality type podcast where we sit down and interview everyone in between those weeks that we're not broadcasting one of those. I would like to, you know, have a storytelling session where we would go in and, and kind of tell you one piece of history about Arizona and, and just keep it very up to date, keep it interesting and, and something that I believe is that Arizona is filled with all of these stories and all these rich cultures that need to, to, to have their say in this podcast because they are growing and they're always, always something new going on. And I just feel like we're missing out on a lot of it because people are, you know, this podcast is supposed to be uh, one that helps people see what is going on and kind of understand where we're at. And we can't understand where we're at without a brief understanding of uh, history. So, you know, leave a comment, um, Facebook message us, or, you know, tweet us. Let us know what you think. Um, Also, as a side note, uh, I just realized listening to other podcasts that Reviews and comments on iTunes and wherever you are listening this listening to this, reviews, comments help us keep on top of the charts and also help us get noticed a little bit more. So if you guys can, you know, subscribe, hit the subscribe button, hit, you know, leave us a comment, give us a thumbs up, let us know what we're, how we're doing, and that would be great for, for us. And we just want to keep doing it. Uh, this is something fun for, for all of us. And I have new people that I'm, I'm interested in doing it. And we're, we're trying to get more, um, you know, I don't, I don't like saying B-list celebrities, but like we're trying to get more people that everyone might know or is starting to realize how important they are. So, you know, we, uh, I just, I love meeting new people and getting their stories. And so we hope that uh, if you're listening out there, if you have anyone in mind, that you'll get a hold of us. And with all that said, we have concluded this intro. I'm going to stop talking because I really sound weird in my headphones with this stupid mic. Um, Anyways, let's get this podcast started. Christopher Cole, True Gentleman Spirits, let's do this. No, because, um, you know, because it's it, for me, especially like I like to take my time with the intros yeah, yeah. and it's just like, I always feel like, it's you like, know, what's your name with Jocelyn? No, 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 no. Cause with Jocelyn, she had no idea. So I wanted to like, let her just like feel relaxed and be like, yeah. okay, introduce yourself and that sort of thing. So like, if you want, you can, you can obviously like introduce, yeah. Introduce yourself. Yeah. You're supposed to do like, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, this is like fun in Arizona and yeah. Jose, and I'm with a lot. 
Oh yeah. Well, I mean, that's, that's of course like, you know, but I like to do like the cold open because it's for me, especially like, I like the characteristic of like, Oh, Hey, it's like, we're, we're already having a conversation. It's recording already. So, (laughs) so yeah, it's just like, it catches that intro. Yeah. So we've already started already. We've already, you know, got going. (laughs) So, uh, so, okay. So I'll let, I'll let you introduce yourself if you, you know, that's, that's, that's how this really works. I mean, (laughs) I'll also introduce you in the intro. Like when I do my little like intro, because I do all of the sponsors and whatnot, and I'll introduce people to, to you. But you know, it's again, it's like, you know, you get your personality out when you're like, Hey, what's up? Because I mean, I've already talked to you already. Right. So. <laughs> well, uh, my name is uh, Christopher Cole, and uh, I am the founder of True German Spirit. Man, that's so okay. <laughs> We've talked about this before, and the mentality behind behind it, like <laughs> the idea of what you're going for. Right. So. Explain to me the details of it because I remember I told you I wasn't going to ask you many right, questions right, right now because I want to get I want to just let it flow out of you because when you told me about it I was excited right. and you were excited yeah. so like yeah. yeah that to me what you were telling me before I'll I'll, no, I'll let you explain it because I'll I'll butcher it the kind of I mean it's uh it's definitely one of those things where it took me a while to kind of find out what the the true definition was, mm-hmm. um, but potentially it's mostly kind of like we want to kind of bring like-minded people together. Yeah. But put that spin on that that chivalrous, gentlemanly mm-hmm. like attitude to it. Yeah. So basically, like I created it because um, I wanted to connect people. Mm-hmm. That was just the biggest thing there is because it's so important, especially coming up and and doing business and. Whatever your endeavor is, it's so important to kind of, you know, just have that networking ability and that that kind of, what can I say, Rolodex, I guess. Yeah. So, kind of like, kind of took it, took the idea from a lot of things, and um, pretty much just to put a little chivalrous spin on it because I I I, I live as a gentleman every single day. Yeah. I can see it. You're if for the audience. Once you see the pictures, you'll see it. But this he is dressed to the nines, and that's why I dressed up today. I was like, I'm not gonna let in the pictures. I am not gonna look like a slob. I am going to dress up just a little bit because I know the way you dress. And I, at, what was it when we met up? We met up about a month ago. Yeah. It was. August or no, it was September. It was still kind of hot in Phoenix, and it's just like this dude's wearing a turtleneck. I was like, man, he looks nice. When I called the guy on the phone, I was like, you're brave for wearing suits in Arizona. (laughs) Yeah, for for Phoenix weather, I don't know how you do it. Like, how do you not sweat through it all? Like, it's mostly like uh, I kind of have a mindset of like everywhere you go is gonna have AC. Yeah, yeah. Your car is gonna have AC. When you go into any kind of building, it's gonna have AC. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's just kind of, kind of work through it, man. You know what I mean. Like, yeah, I get that all the time. <laughs> People are like, "Why are you, why are you wearing a suit right now?" It's like eighty or maybe one hundred and twenty. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? How are you not fainting? Right. Like, <laughs> and, 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 and when they don't know, I do feel it. I do. You know I mean? But at the same time, I feel like I look good. While I feel yeah. You, you feel it you're just like don't talk to me don't ask me the yeah. question I, just, I already know what you're gonna say right. but like that I mean it says a lot about uh, 
you know, who you are as a person just for like the everyday status. And, you know, it, it's, it's interesting because, you know, when you go to New York or you go to LA or you go to London or you go to all these, you know, big city places with like the metropolis center, you see the guys that, you know, work Wall Street, work the, the high class business mm-hmm. types. And, you know, you see a level of sophistication, a level of mentality, a level of just all in all, just like, you know, you can tell, you can tell, like, there's something about them that differentiates them from, you know, just the normal everyday sort of thing where they're, you know, going out with the blazers or going out with like the, you know, nice loafers, things like that. And, you know, I like it, you know, I look at blogs, I look at like different men's fashion. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, I wish, you know, I wish, I wish I could, you know, <laughs> I get, and then I think about it, it's like, it's 110 out. I'd rather be wearing a tank and some flip flops. <laughs> no, I and like the, the whole reasoning is like back when I was in middle school, actually, I was wearing, I used to wear suits every single day in middle school. Mm-hmm. Um, like in sixth grade, I wore a suit and I used to get teased for it. Um, like, are you going to church? You know, what are you yeah. doing? Blah, blah, blah. You know, so you go to I'm church? Like, right. I, was like, I was like, you know what? It kind of scared me a little bit. So I went back and then. Towards the towards my senior year, I think it was the end of my senior year. Um, my colleague here can can vouch for it. He was with mm-hmm. me at the party. Yeah. And and you know I went to go buy a suit and I was like I'm wearing a suit to this this party. It was just one of those everyday parties. Yeah. All the people together, whatever. Walk in there, and I'm and I'm waiting for everybody to be like you know. The what, DJ what? scratches the. story yeah and then like and then it, it comes out to be like oh like you know do you mm-hmm. need a job this and that so a lot of the jobs that i've gotten yeah. in the last couple of years was basically not all of it was me searching it was a lot of it was just, just me, like walking in and people are like swag just like hey, your you swagger just, was yeah. just different they yeah just come out and then i'm like i'm like all right like uh, yeah you know and, and i think like you know one quote that i always say to myself is that a suit brings out the better in pe- other people yeah. and also the better better in yourself you know yeah. I mean? because the suit, uh, uh, what you wear every day is mostly what um, that's the first impression that people are going to see yeah. you know what I'm saying and to me it's like you know you never know who you're going to meet you know mm-hmm. you meet Pete Diddy tomorrow yeah you know exactly I mean? you wouldn't notice him at all yeah you won't notice yeah exactly if you come if you dress to the tee every day and it's like I mean at first it was mostly like like it was hard heartache it was like oh my god yeah. It. yeah, but the, the the mentality I had was I love superheroes myself. Yeah, and to me, so do I. Yeah, yeah. to me, it's like when you wear a suit or something like that. It's kind of like your your superhero costume or a suit or whatever yeah. that you go out to save the world with every day. And that's that's the mentality that I had every day. That's why. No, it's very yeah. very true. The, uh, people like to say that. Sorry, I was no. It's all good. <laughs> um, what you wear affects your your inner mentality as well. It's like almost 
donning armor in a sense. Yeah. Then you're preparing yourself for what, whichever battle or whichever conflict you're going to go through in the day. So, in a sense, suiting up is suiting up for for the battle, trials of daily is. life. You yeah. know, in this, in this day and age, we you know we have law and order. So I think the only armor you need at you know certain point is good good dress these days. Right. Yeah. And, I, and I'm glad you said that too because to me, I think I feel like the gentleman is the modern knight of our society. Exactly, and that's and that's and that's the biggest rebellion that you can ever have as being a gentleman because it's totally different, it's totally unique, mm-hmm. and your suit or whatever you wear every day, if you're dressing to the T, it is your armor that yeah. you go out with every day, and that's what makes you a modern knight. Your suit is your armor. Yeah. So that's why you know. Okay. That's why I try to. I mean, I, I wear suits every day or try to anyway. Yeah. Um, you know, I take my days off here and there. But, yeah. You know? no. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, yeah. it's like, you gotta, like, when you walk out the house, it's like you're working. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, that's... My, like, so in my head, I'm thinking, like, move, like... In the movies, when you see a guy like that, like he still wears nice things. Like to the beach, he's got the the boat shoes yeah. and and, yeah. and the slacks yeah. and, and yeah. so, so it translates that, for you to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Not, I, don't, I don't wear a suit to the beach at all. Yeah, I mean, cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't wear a suit to the beach. It's like it kind of translates a little bit. It kind of changes throughout the like yesterday. I had like uh, some nice slacks on with mm-hmm. boots and yeah. uh, like a nice shirt. And yeah, best. It's still uh, it's still iron crisp. Yeah, like, all that. Yeah. You know, it's like you know, you just have to you have to be a good person and also look good at the same time. Yeah. Despite what setting you're going into. So give me the elevator speech about what you're trying to do. So my elevator kind of pitch is mostly we we're we're a society that that prides ourselves on the gentleman like like likelihood, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And we like to network okay. with other people and yeah. but just put that spin on that chivalrous attitude and you know, we, we have a chivalrous code as well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And just like it's like just a society that anybody is welcome, despite what ethnic mm-hmm. you are, despite what religion you are, despite what sexual preference you like, whatever, yeah. you're welcome no matter what, you know what I mean? But the big thing is that, you know, we follow a code of chivalry just to be a better human being, honestly. Yeah. That's, that's basically why I did this, just to be a better human being mm-hmm. as, as a whole. When I want when I work, I want to I wanna be a good human being while I'm doing it. That's you know good. what I mean? And the, I, guess, I guess the elevator speech is, you know... We are like-minded men that, despite who you are, mm-hmm. will accept you no matter what, and and love you as a human being, and don't see any type of color, any type of, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, economic, yeah, kind of, yeah, it doesn't, whatever. yeah, it doesn't, you know, it it goes beyond the borders of you know religion, mm-hmm. race, right. any kind of thing. It's it's the mentality of mm-hmm. you know a chivalrous gent, you know, gentleman that you know. It, it it comes down to like you know you as a person mm-hmm. and and so you know let's I want to I want to go back to um, the mentality behind it and okay. and the uh, and the so you know the way you know I, I the one question that I really wanted to get out and it, you know because I like to 
I like to be the person who's realistic and who is very much I'm you know part of the everyday kind of mentality of the real wor- world is out there and we're we, we have to live in it. Um, so you know I grew up uh, from the reservation. I grew up you know uh, living that mentality of a, a poorer lifestyle, <laughs> and you know you dressing up and and versus what I wear every day is is very different. Right. And so for me, you know, I get looked at every now and again because I'm a bigger dude. I'm you know my color of my skin. Right. You know, people right. assume different things about mm. me. And so, do you see that every day? Like you know, the difference between. You know, you being African American mm-hmm. and the way that you dress right. versus someone else, you know, <laughs> dressing up the way that they dress. Right. I think. Um, I I think I think in a sense is you shouldn't judge anybody yeah. by what they wear. You know what I mean? I think that me being being uh, being African American or such is that you know I've never noticed it mm-hmm. until people bring it to my attention. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because to me, I, I look at human beings as being human beings. Mm-hmm. I don't even, like, I feel like sometimes race is a divider in the society that we live in. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And to me, I, I'm a big, big representation of human race. Everybody, no matter if you're black, brown, white, gray, yellow, red, mm-hmm. pink, whatever you are, you know what I mean? It's all about, <clears throat> it's all about your heart, man. It's all about, um, who you are as a person, yeah. you know what I mean, and and yes, I've, I've you know I grew up in a, in a bad neighborhood too as growing up. Um, give you a little backstory, a little bit. It's um, I was born in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Oh, okay, okay. So um, I was in a bad neighborhood. Shootouts, you hear them all the time. Yeah. And then at the same time, the house we lived in, roach infested, um, rat infested, or yeah. I'm sorry, mice infested. And yeah. then at one point, we didn't even have carpet on our floor. Wow. You know what I mean, we couldn't even kind of walk around yeah. with, uh, with our shoes off because we get splinters, you know what I mean? Oh, man. Or even sit down on yeah. the floor, you know, but <clears throat> throughout that time, um, at the time, it's like when you're in that situation, you, you think like everybody else, but as soon as you, you step out of it and you see everything else and what could be, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Then you start to understand, you know what I mean? <clears throat> I don't like to say ghetto too much because... It's uh, it's a mindset. Mostly. It's an overused word. Yeah, too. <laughs> it really is. It's, it's a mindset mostly than anything else. Yeah. It's not it's not a way of life. It's just a mindset. Yeah. You know what I mean. The thing is, is that despite what color you are, you know, yeah, we've been told all of our life that we had to work, go back to a box, yeah. work in a box, and then die or retire. But that's not the that's not the case. Anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean. Yeah. The the evolution of the world is actually. The mindsets of of men in, in general, as far as uh, human beings are concerned, men and women. Um, so, you know, coming from that background and seeing everything, I've seen rich, really rich. I've seen really poor. You know what I mean? But the the difference are the mindsets, and I feel like yeah. if you tweak the mindset just a bit, then I'm a firm believer that everybody can be rich or be a millionaire. Yeah, it's enough for everybody yeah. to take out of. You know what I mean? You, there's nowhere where you cannot. You know, you can't get what you want to get yeah. because that is just the solely why you're on this earth to do it. You know, um, I think that, uh, and I had a similar experience growing up in New York, um, and I did not. I wasn't born in you know New York City, um, so I knew what a calm like 
nice life was like. Mm-hmm. And then I moved into New York and, you know, I've seen and grew up in my rough parts of town and stuff like that in uh, New York. And, you know, you've seen your shootings and you've mm-hmm. seen about everything growing up in New York, mm-hmm. um, you know, from Harlem to, you know, the Bronx and right. Brooklyn and stuff like that. But basically, I think it, it's very true that the mindset kind of, in a sense, the mindset makes the man because... You know, you could take, and this is, I tell this by life experience, you could take two boys, you know, one with same age, one with the same mindset, one mm-hmm. with a different mindset, and they could end up in two different places, right. you know. <clears throat> half the kids I went to school with in New York, I don't, half of them have seen, you know, car- incarceration, right. you know, felonies, mm-hmm. they've already got kids. Not that that's bad, but I don't think they plan the kids, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. But uh, it's just... And that, that involves in, you know, how you see yourself as well. So I think, you know, even as a young man myself looking in the mirror, I, and the big thing, the being black too, if you guys don't know. Um, the what? Biggest, I know. <laughs> if, if they don't know, you know. I don't. He's been in a lot of the pictures too. Nah, like. nah, you guys are funny. <laughs> just in case someone's just tuning in. Um, Draylon doesn't care. <laughs> the, the main thing, the, I mean, my last name's Vang. I'm mixed, so it's... Yeah, I know. Yeah. So I think the main thing, especially from our culture, is that I think, and this is my personal belief, if this podcast goes viral and blows up a bunch of fire and... Oh, here's hoping. Here's hoping. (laughs) Here's hoping for it. Here's hoping. (laughs) I think the black community is like met. We and we talk about this. We you know we reference it in music and politics. We're still mentally and financially enslaved by fashion. Mm -hmm. And fashion. I mean, no. I and this is just I guess for the record or off record or whatever. I have been threatened and jumped on several occasions as a youth. In New York, for stepping on somebody's J's. Oh, now, God. yeah, here's and, and it's like oh, how, how how do you know? It's like and it's not just us anymore. I feel like we were a high target in the beginning, mm-hmm. but it's a whole hip hop and urban culture now to mm-hmm. spend basically to wear your worth on your feet or your neck. You know, in right. a sense that it's not even uh, the bare essentials that are looked at as being you know, good pieces of how someone, you know, what their worth is, but, you know, in a sense, trending fashion and useless trending fashion. And I'm going to say it, you know, you could spend $200 on shoes and (laughs) they're on your feet, you know, but you know, the house you're living in is paid for by the government, you know, and the, the things you have are, you know, not like you're not living in a home, you're not living in, you know, you're in an apartment renting, but there you have money for expensive clothes, jewelry, Louis Vuitton, stuff like that. And I feel, I just feel like the main thing that separates the mentality that I believe you and I have is that you wouldn't want to... I mean, you, you're doing yourself a disservice by financially and mentally enslaving yourself into a cycle of spending when you're not where you have self-actualized yourself right. as a human being. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people live in that and... When I first started looking at suits, um, and I bought my first couple pairs, I bought my own first pairs, not with mom's money or whatever. <laughs> my own first yeah. pairs when I went to the film festival in Cannes. Mm-hmm. So I went, wow. in, yeah, went over, and it's 
you know, where you got to, you know, you have to have a suit yeah, there. Yeah. Um, and even though it felt like, okay, I'm just getting a suit to fit in with everybody else, but it, it the, the connotations of a suit, and this is why I believe more in proper attire than senselessly spending your money, is that the suit is looked at as something, if, if anything, a tool to get you ahead in the better way in life than the negative way. Right. Instead of being broke on shoes, chains, you know, phones, wh- whichever, mm-hmm. you're, you're using something that can be used in an interview, make you look presentable, as well as something that will actually last you. And right. if you look at the history of suits, they, have, they haven't changed. The suit is the one thing that has stayed in American fashion besides like the t-shirt that has, yeah. that has survived since, you know, Edwardian times in Europe to, you know, the starting founding father days in the U.S. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's something that's timeless and it's, it's timeless in form and uh, purpose. So that's my little spiel. So I, yeah. could, it's, it's hard to get out of the, the mindset of poverty Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that leads into more and more circular spending and stuff like that. <clears throat> and l- you slow yourself down from going further in life. Right. And I think uh, I, I think what you're doing and what you're trying to approach here is something that touches on the fact that, you know, people are constantly living in that. And they need to some. it may not be this. It may not be something else, but they need to step out of it one way or another. Right. I think uh, I think. I'm glad you said that just because, um, like you said, if this goes viral and it's going to create <laughs> some fire, might as well give it some more fire. You know yeah. What I mean? so, yeah. To me, to me, in a sense of mindset, I always say one of the big things that I, that, that true gentleman spirits as a society teaches is that the gentleman is a modern knight. His suit being his armor and his mind is sharp as a sword. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, I think that you know now nowadays it's more of um, survival mm-hmm. for other fittest, if if you may say. Um, and to me, I think that it through throughout any type of religion, race, whatever you know what I mean. I think all of it is like it's unnecessary. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like like for instance, I'm sorry for any kind of people that's to listen to this, but for instance, it's like, you know, uh, when when the Baltimore shooting happened, okay, um, a lot of people voiced their opinion. A lot of people said about, you know, mm-hmm. black black people getting shot by police, whatever, but that's not the word issue. It's the, the issue is that, you know, you people have too much power. Some people have a lot of power. Yeah. <clears throat> and I just got tired of hearing about the whole black people thing, so I posted a uh, status on my Facebook, and I said, pretty much to sum it up, I said, I'm denouncing my African-American race, and this is just to be more a, of a um, people to understand. I'm, I'm disannouncing it, and I'm just, I'm, I'm going to be the, the person for the human race. Mm-hmm. Because race, religion, all that is all to separate people, when it's all the same. Mm-hmm. Everybody has a brain and a heart. You know what I mean? That, that yeah. That is that's all you need to be a human being. Yeah. Same with religion. They're teaching the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They're just teaching it in different ways. Yeah. No, and I like, I agree completely. Yeah, and it's like you know, I was I was raised up in a Christian home, and 
through the experiences of how I took how they were they were saying things, I was taking it as they're using fear to bring people to their religion. But what a lot of people don't know is that a lot of religion started off as a society. Mm-hmm. A lot of it did. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I'm not saying I'm trying to build another religion. That's not. What no, I'm no, saying. no. But what I'm saying is, is that you know, despite if you're Christian, Muslim. This, that, all the other, whatever religion you are, they're teaching the same thing. You have to be be good to your fellow human and mm-hmm. do good in your life. Doesn't yeah. matter who you who you call your god. Doesn't matter this or that. You know. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, is like a lot of people are uh, are kind of straying away from the other religions because they don't understand it. You know what I mean? But they come up with these these. Uh, Allegations by what they see on the news or by what's been been in the media or whatever like that, but that's not the case at all. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think that you know if, if a lot of different religions just picked up the book that the other religion is reading, they would understand how how the, how similar they are. You know what I'm saying? And that's what I think that is separating people, and that's one of the reasons why I built this society is because despite what religion you are, despite what ethnicity you are, despite what social background you have, despite whatever, we will always welcome you and we will always try to make you be successful. And that's the biggest thing. Yeah. Successful is not having a lot of money. Successful is just being happy in mm-hmm. what you're doing. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that is the, the main reason of, one of the main reasonings of me building this is people can be successful and, you know, be better human beings as a whole. You know what I mean? A lot of people always talk about the end of the world. And that's not the case. It's <laughs> it really isn't. It really isn't. It's it's because first of all, I want people to think about this is that every time there's an ending, what happens after the ending? A new beginning. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The mindsets are changing. The people that who are in power are now, you know, being more are starting to people are starting to see who they are. Mm-hmm. Our generation is very, very key in this in this new new world or this new life or however you want to call it our generation is one of the this is a crucial time for us as a generation because you know we've been handed a lot of stuff that wasn't even our doing but at the same time we're dealing with it as we can and this generation is just so awesome because they're generating more entrepreneurs than anybody else. <laughs> yeah, that's... More like... Yeah, people anything. People have, I think, with technology growing and different mindsets growing mm-hmm. and just the overall... The, the ability to reach people has changed right. so much to the point where you were saying, like, we have, at this point in, in our lives, we have more entrepreneurs, more people trying and striving to do something. Right. That is, it's it's remarkable. If you just even take a look at YouTube or any kind of social media, you see individuals slowly starting to make their own little mark mm-hmm. and what they love to do and what they like, you know, what they understand is the world around them. Speaking of YouTube and, <laughs> and things. <laughs> it's all good. Go ahead. Go ahead. As we cut this podcast, we're, <laughs> we're going to edit this part out. <laughs> Speaking of it, no, it's too good. You can't cut this out. Um, no, because I was thinking about it. Uh, we're already on the topic of like trend setting and stuff like that. Speaking of, you know, YouTube and visuals and movies, have you seen any movies recently or anything uh, piqued your interest? Um, what have you seen? Gosh, um, I've seen, um, gosh, 
what is that called? Uh, the one with Johnny Depp with the oh, gray matter, dark matter. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Seen that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Dark mass, dark, dark mass, dark mass. Yeah, black mass, black mass. How are we? How are we missing all of this? Wow, I am so disappointed in myself. I'm a filmmaker, so. Oh my gosh. I just couldn't think of it. Yeah, I knew what you were talking about. Black mass. So mob. Okay, another suits movie. Uh, mob. But centered around the mob and the FBI. Oh, you got two different kind of suits there. Um. So yeah, what'd you think about it? Oh man, I loved it. You know, uh, something that always piqued my interest as a kid was the mafia. Okay. Wow. Okay. We, we took a one eighty. We, we took we took a one eighty. The mafia is, you know, despite all the negative things about it. I mean, that's the ultimate brotherhood. Right. And it's, yeah. it's like the triads. Yeah, yeah. That, that, uh, the, the negative stuff that comes from it. There's a lot of positive things there. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're very family-oriented. You know what I mean? Family, you mean, even if this person is not your family, mm-hmm. you invite them as family. And, you know, you you guys succeed together. Despite what you do, mm-hmm. I know that what they did was not the best. You know, my favorite movie ever is Godfather. I love that movie. That's okay. like my yeah. all-time favorite. And, you know, kind of like... And I always looked at the structure on how the mafia was created. Always. And... They're, they have they have brackets and at the top for somebody who doesn't look like a criminal he knows a lot. <laughs> I was like, wait a second, mafia expert up in here. Yeah, with the it's like I am that. Yeah, I'm gonna walk the, away. The structure, the structure is very very <laughs> intriguing because you have the top, the boss, and then you have the don. The, well, yeah, the don. The, yeah. The head honcho. Then you have on the side is the consigliere, which is mm-hmm. the uh, the counselor. Um, and then you have your capo regimes and your soldiers. Yeah. Um, and it always piqued my interest. It wasn't because of the, the violence or the drugs or whatever like that. It was never that. It was always the fact that despite whatever happened, they were always family and they were always together. So in a way, don't think that my, my society is a monster. No, you're not trying to say yeah, It's like, a, I just re- interviewed the very, like, yeah, the, the no, start of something. No, it's... The, the basis that I, that I took from the mafia is more of a family oriented, despite if you're blood or not. Yeah, the structure, yeah, the, the yeah. basic skeletal structure exactly. of it. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I'm not saying that I'm the boss, you know, of the godfather, which would be cool. Mm-hmm. But no, I feel like I call myself leader of leaders. But the, the twist on that is that who are you leading if you're, if you're leading leaders? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The thing is, is that when people come into the, the society, you know, they. I'm trying to build a leader. Yeah, you're trying. Their own path, yeah, you know what I mean. You're trying to you're trying to help them in every kind of aspect and trying to show them and guide them, and yeah. just hope that they you know take away and be able to become that individual mm-hmm. that to themselves right. and and you know be able to to help others. Right. The mentality is giving back, and right. it, and it's just like you're helping one person so that that seed can go off and be planted into other seeds and be become this big beautiful you know garden. Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, Sorry, no, no, I was just gonna say I like that. I like I like the vision of that. The thing is, is that the way I, how I feel is that if I could just touch one human being, that's all I need. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know why? The reason being is because. When you when you're touching one human being and you mm-hmm. you 
you show them a kind-hearted person, then that that shows that you're being a leader, and they they will see that you're doing that, and hopefully maybe look at their own lives and do the same thing to another person. Mm-hmm. And it's like it's one of those effects. Yeah, it's it a ripple. Yeah, it keeps happening, and and that's the main thing that 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 I love is that if I can if I can touch one human being, I'm good. Yeah, you're. That's a that's a solid plan right there. That is an easy goal. That is a layup right there, ladies and gentlemen. Layup move right there. It's like you know. Yeah. Whatever. That's how social media was was created. Yeah, yeah. It's like you touch one person and it's just a ripple effect after. Yeah. So. So you know, I try and get everyone who's on here to kind of answer the the ten year or ten you know five year down the road. What do you see? What is your overall goal? And you know, if you could have the perfect scenario happening out of this, you know, let's say everything is very successful, everything goes according to plan. Where do you see your society at, or what do you see for yourself in ten years? Actually, I have a five-year or five or six-year goal is that I will expand in the United States, go to different different states and kind of expand expand the society, and mm-hmm. then within five or ten years move out to Europe. Nice. And, and expand out there because you know we're trying to build brothers <coughs> everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and to me. Uh, the ripple effect is, is going from country, yeah. moving out and spreading out, mm-hmm. and and yeah. that and that's cool. That's yeah. that's an awesome thing to have. Like like uh, I'm sorry to interrupt you. No no no, you're fine. The big goal is mostly for myself personally. I'll start with myself is to be established and and I don't like to say comfortable, but mm-hmm. um, just you know living my life with my wife. Mm-hmm. Maybe I have a couple kids or whatever. Like yeah. That. And just be set, be able to just, yeah. you know, not working for anybody, working for myself, and just be able to enjoy life. Mm-hmm. And then for the society, I want to move out to. We talk, talk to my wife about it, um, and move out to Europe and expand out there. Yeah, live there for a while <clears throat> and expand out there. So. So which country is she okay with? Because that's a question right there. Well, you gotta really explore them all to see what you like. Yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> well, <laughs> is she the romantic type? Does she? Yeah, uh, well, uh, no, my, my wife is. She's a, I don't think she's she's she is romantic, but yeah, she's yeah. really like she is, but she's not. Does she like spicy food? Yes, she is. Uh, okay. She is. Uh, so you're looking at like Hispanic Italy and Spain. Okay, okay. okay. So, <laughs> there you go. We gotta go everywhere to see what we like. Yeah. It was spicy, whatever we, we get our hands on. You know what I mean? And maybe, and then we want to retire in Ireland. That's where we want to retire. See, oh, okay, Ireland, so right? I was watching uh, Anthony Bourdain, and okay. you know, like how he does the food kind yeah, of travel. Yeah. And this one was like 24 hours in a place, and he was in Dublin, oh, and I was like, oh man, that looks so cool. Yeah. And the other thing that I wanted, like, the other thing that kind of comes to mind when I think about, you know, England, Br- Great Britain, mm-hmm. and just those kind of areas where the, the, the ideologies and a lot of the start of, like, n- you know, knights and that mm-hmm. very regal sense is, yes. is um, you know, tailors. There was one thing that he brought up about, you know, getting tailored suits, mm-hmm. you know, yes. and, and yes. tying it back to the clothing yes. is the tailors out there in, you know, Great Britain and England mostly and it's it's the idea of 
you know, getting your measurements done, getting something custom made for you, you know, and these tailors stay with you forever. Yes. Your measurements, they keep them in their books until you die. Right. And I was just like, wow, like that is, that is incredible. And like these, these, you know, if you get your shoes done by, you know, a custom tailor, like they're going to last you for years yes. like for almost forever that he was talking about but the, you know it's it's that mentality of like if you get something like that yeah it's going to cost you but it's also at the same time it's going to last you forever yes. and this i think there's a, like a sense there's like a difference in that custom tailor-made stuff that's mm-hmm. like there's an intricacy and there's a permanence to right. it right. and it's I, I don't know how like how do you feel about like that tailor like the ideas the, like oh. Have you gotten anything custom made? That's another thing. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Not yet, actually. Um, are you serious? Yeah, you're just like a one know, size fits all? Yeah, okay. like, I was like, are you, are you perfectly like a, a 17 inch like yeah. arm? Like, yeah. I haven't got a custom yet. The, um, actually, the, the funny thing is, is that sometime in my society as we grow, um, I want to uh, give that option to my my members. And oh, that's cool! Like because I know we were talking last time, and I'm basing some of the uh, the traditions and stuff off of the knights back in yeah. know, all yeah Middle Ages all that yeah. And <clears throat> before before they did their ceremony and everything, they got their their knight armor tailored to them. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like, okay, you know, so let's take this a little bit more modern. You know what I mean? I, the suit is your armor. Mm-hmm. What is the best gift to give somebody for joining a awesome society than to give them a custom suit that fits them perfectly in every, every yeah. sense? And that'll be your armor when you need it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm glad you put that out there because I like, uh, I do like custom suits. I love anything creative that comes to suits. When I was in fashion school, actually, we, uh, that's all I did my projects on the suits. That's all I did. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I love Orient I love Orient your education yeah. to what you want to do. Yeah. I love I love suits. Like I, I work at a men's warehouse too. Um, and I just I just being in the environment is awesome. Yeah. It's just to see somebody get their first suit for the first time is <laughs> like the best feeling in the world. Like, they look at you like, oh, like thank you. This looks good. I look good. Yeah. Oh, snap. Yeah. 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 And then, like, when they come back, when they're, you know, they come in for a job interview and they come back and they're like, I got the job and I need a second one because I have a second interview. <laughs> I have to wear I can't wear the job. same thing <laughs> twice. Yeah. yeah. There's so, a famous scene uh, in um, Lawrence of Arabia when, I don't know if you're familiar with the movie, but for those of you who are, um, <laughs> There's like ten people. Like, oh, oh, my part, my part, my part. I know this one. I know this one. No, it's the famous part where um, I forgot. Terrible. The main character, um, Lawrence, he goes up and he he doesn't. He's kind of like sent as a a mediator between the British army <clears throat> and the uh, the Arabic warring tribes, right. and. I think after making good friends with the warlord, he's given basically a paladin's garb in a sense, oh, awesome. and he's he's given it's it looks like rags, right. but um, they're these very flowy. He has the traditional um, kind of Arabic, you know, normal Western, Western wear. Kind of yeah, thing. exactly. You know those silks and stuff like that, and he has this cape and he has this um, headpiece, and he's out in the desert alone. 
and he goes up and he he's walking he's going somewhere and he's given a dagger and this full outfit and he stops um, because the wind's blowing and it's kind of trailing behind him he stops look at that first and then he like stops and because there's no mirror he starts to kind of slowly spin and inspect himself and inspect the knife and inspect the shoes and the headgear and for a moment you see amazing actor for a moment you see him get lost in the character uh not just the character he's playing but you see his character get lost in the costume right he gets lost in the suit of the arabic peoples and then from there you start to see a blurred line between his his uh his service as a British officer mm-hmm. and his uh, position as a mediator between the Arabic war, the you know, warring tribes. Right. You slowly start to see, you slowly forget which side he's on. Right. Um, and even though they're they're a tense allied force, you start to see his character kind of mixed between. So speaking of tailored suits, uh, is there a certain and we're big on branding and everything like that. Is there a certain brand of suit and a certain type of suit that you feel you align to? Oh, that is an awesome question. Um, <clears throat> say, say, say a big company so we can get sponsored here. Come on now. Come on now. Because <laughs> that's what I... Was, what's the most expensive suit you can get? Because uh, we're going we're gonna to shout them out right now. You know what? My favorite... My favorite Taylor, actually, my favorite tailor and, and designer. His name is Oswald Botain. Oh, okay, okay. And he's a and where, where is he from? English guy. Englishman. Um, um, believe it or not, I used to do some uh, on the computers on the Illustrator. I used to make certain suits and stuff like that on the Illustrator. Mm-hmm. Kind of, and like every single thing that I made, like all his stuff is colorful. Like, yeah. Like, I love long coats. You know what I mean? I love like. Nice. Like a lot of stuff he makes, and I looked at it because he has a documentary, and I looked. What? At it. Yeah, he has a documentary. <laughs> like on that. suits? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's on. Yeah. It's on him, yeah, but well, like, yeah. Like mostly like suits and stuff. Man. That is dope. Um, he uh, and I looked at it. I was like, oh my god! And I looked at the um, the old, uh, I guess the the things that I made on the, on the computer. I'm like, that looks exactly. Like what I made. Exactly what I made. He stole my idea. Like in 2000. So I'm like, I was was even thinking about it at that time. So that's awesome. Like, so in that sense, I felt a connection to him. And uh, honestly, like, I mean, I like every, I like anything that with color. Okay. Anything that. So like okay, so if you were to get a custom suit, like like that's what he was asking. Like, what is your? What would you get? What would you like? What are the, what are the options? Like, what is the or, the or add-ons? Yet, what existing brand today fits your mentality? Your mentality and your mission, oh, or your style. Um, I mean, what are you wearing right now? Oh man, okay. Uh, this is my. Uh, I mean, there's gonna be pictures, so this people is my are my old employer. Uh, Nick's menswear. They're a family-owned company out here. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, shop local, think yeah, local. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, but to answer your question, honestly, um, my very first designer that I loved was Giorgio Armani. Okay. Yeah. He was the he was the main person who. 
I know that name. Uh, yeah, he's the main person that kind of like created the outline of of the suit, I guess. If I would get something custom made, yeah, um, you'd go to your I man. Would, I would I would ask him particularly to make me something particularly, just okay. because the Italians put so much love into their suits and so much mm-hmm. just not about like. Mm-hmm. Bulk. It's about the garment and the love in the garment. I was yeah. actually waiting for you to mention something Italian because I have a tailor in my family. So I was like, is this guy? <laughs> I was like, this guy's like at 90% credibility. <laughs> and until he mentioned someone of Italian like, descent, yeah. descent like, I don't know if I... <laughs> I don't know. I trust him. Just no, no, yet. Italian tailors. And I was told this um, by the parent who went and interviewed under one. Mm-hmm. The Italians, I mean, it's almost, if you find an old one who's still alive, it's, they almost never let women do it. Right. Um, and that was uh, offending to the family member who uh, went there, but she proved herself. It, they're very intricate and they hand stitch. They rarely, I mean, rare, it's almost disgraceful for them to use a machine. Right. Um, everything is hand stitched to the proper measurement and every stitch is is almost machine-like, you know, it's yeah, machine-like machine in a like sense. Incredible, it's, you know, it's perfect stitching, and the attention to detail is renowned. Jeez. Um, <laughs> my first suit was custom-tailored by an Italian man, and I spoke with him on the phone. Um, awesome. And it was it was great. I had never <laughs> had something fit so well, and never, you know, I... I that was, awesome. It <laughs> would, the sad part is, is that it was, uh, it was for high school prom. Oh wow! Yeah, I had a zoot suit. So that's cool. That's, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's all right. The sad part is, is I can like rarely wear that in public too much right. because <laughs> it's it's a costume in a sense. Right. And we had a themed we had a theme prom, and you know, uh, there's pieces of it I still wear. But uh, I think what's ironic about it is because it's so finely custom tailored, and I got it as a high like high school age, I can't fit into like. The pants anymore. Oh, <laughs> yeah, my thighs are too like the too much muscle and whatever. Yeah. Like, like I can't, you can't fit into. <laughs> we got the air quotes from Jose. <laughs> muscle, muscle. No, no, no. That's that's the thing about a a nicely tailored suit is, yeah. you know, I mean, hopefully you get it after you're a teenager, but right. it, it fit when it when I when I wore it the whole thing, I, the vest and everything still fits, but when I wore it, it fit. To a T, felt like it felt like I was, you know, a young Don going through, yeah, yeah, walking through the hotel. So it's it's definitely (laughs) worth it. The Italians are pretty much like still top of the game. Yeah. Uh, Oh no, you're fine. To add on to that, um, I feel like Europe is is so much ahead of us in fashion. They're very, really, really ahead of us in fashion. I follow a lot of. like uh, suit makers in Italy on, on Instagram, and when you look at it, they got they brought the pleats back, they brought the hmm. high waisted pants back, Dang. the big lapels, all that. I mean, just to you know give you an idea, it's nothing but color. Like if you go out there, you would just you would see everybody in a suit. Yeah, and that's one of the main places that I do want to visit myself. Because Italy. I walk out there and fit right in. Yeah. You know what I mean? You're just one of the guys. <laughs> I mean, speaking of color, though, I think it's because they're very... When I went to Amsterdam, everyone was wearing, like, all kinds of things that you wouldn't seen, you wouldn't right. be seen stepping out the door with. It's because they're so 
not just liberal in the sense of fashion, but they haven't constrained themselves by um, preconceptions and trends that we have here. You know, we're so fad heavy in America. I mean, America is one of the most fad heavy thing. Like we're the most fad heavy, heavy country. Um, and we make the most money by it because yeah. it's how it's how you know we have Christmas every year, mm-hmm. we have Thanksgiving, we got Black Friday, we got Valentine's Day. Every, we always have a new fad, and um, I think the I think that's like one of our downfalls. Uh, a lot of good things do come from it. We're you know a really booming economy and everything like that. But um, as far as fashion goes. We're always behind because we're always trying to catch up with like our. Europe and everybody else. Yeah, we're trying to, and even sometimes we're trying to catch up with ourselves. Yeah. And when you have people like the Kardashians, Kanye, that keep making fashion statements, I mean that's great. Yeah. But it ends up like making us go in circles, and yeah. you know. Yeah. Kanye uh, does not determine my one, fashion. One, yeah, one, one thing that I, I always. I'm do. hoping for a con- comment on Kanye. Right oh now. yeah, we want to. Oh, okay. I can talk about Kanye. Uh, so. I'm gonna get to that right now. Okay. Um, the uh, what I always go by every day because I have everybody's like, oh my god, like, you look so nice, isn't that? And, I, and they always like I kid around, tell my friends, and I'm like, I don't follow trends, I make them. There you go. And that's uh, because it's like the thing about fads is that yes, it's it's, it's popular then, but once the next thing come out, it's over. You know, Kanye Kanye West, man. To get in Kanye, I I, I love Kanye, I do. Okay. And the reason reason why I say that is because people kind of misconstrue his passion for what he does, and that comes off arrogance. My, I really want to meet him. I really do. I really want to mm-hmm. meet him and sit down and talk to him and actually understand like what's going on, what's this, what's that. You know. Yeah, what I mean? we know you're listening, Kanye. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, like, like, I just like the thing is, is like, despite, <laughs> like despite like how popular he is or. The things that he says is that when you actually listen to him talk and actually... You know, oh, yeah. He's a super he's, intelligent. He's very, very intelligent at the same time. Like, you know, I don't feel bad for him at all. But the thing is, is that I can only imagine what he goes through on a normal basis. Because if he goes to a grocery store and he talks to somebody mm-hmm. and they're like, dude, you wasn't, you're not as bad as everybody said. He's like, I've been saying this for the longest time. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just like, you know... Are you talking about the grocery store comment? Yeah. All that. Yeah. It's just like... You know, he. I can I can appreciate passion. That's yeah. one thing that I love. I love when a person a person has a passion about something because when you have a passion about something, you can tell the glow in their faces and you can tell the energy that comes away from them. That's why I mean? this is why we have the podcast. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, yeah. you know. Like sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it comes off as being arrogant, and sometimes it comes off as being this or that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Some people might call me crazy for saying that. Whatever it is, what it is. But yeah, no, it's like. When you I can respect him for that. Yeah, when you have when you have this level of like your your thought process and you love something so much and you're just like you're going to defend it or you're going to you're going to speak your mind mm-hmm. because to to not say anything would just you know destroy you inside and yeah. to not just to hold back mm-hmm. would be like oh like I can't believe you think that or like I'm not going to let you you know say this thing or you right. know do this thing because it's it's Yo, I have this thought. Why aren't you doing what I, you know, the, right. like, yeah. And the thing is, like, the thing, like, uh, I always, <clears throat> I used to, I used to judge uh, celebrities, but uh, until I kind of um, sat down and really thought about it, and what a lot of people don't understand is that they have a harder life than we do, 
to con people, it, people see people see the money and all that and think that it's easy. Mm-hmm. But imagine going to a grocery store and paparazzi yeah. is outside waiting for you, and you can't have a time to yourself. Spin that on its head too. Think about you know it, it, it's just really a constant in a level of like you know. We're we're in a hyper technology where everyone wants yeah. gobbles up information on a astronomical sense. Like back in the the sixties and the fifties, you could get away with like you can go you know you yeah you no I mean in a sense that like you can hide away you can go away no one's gonna bother you you could disappear like you know you don't have to worry about people being like constantly and on top of which you know you could change your appearance and things like that like black and white like it's it's all those things that like. Um, that you know they didn't have constant information reeling in. You didn't have TMZ right. reeling it in and just getting you know you're constantly on the on the lookout for not only what you say, for what you do, for mm-hmm. what you know what you wear, like all of these different little things mm-hmm. that like minuscule thoughts that you shouldn't like really have to worry about that they're constantly being barraged by. I'm glad you said that because <clears throat> one of my biggest idols is Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. I love him to death. Um, a lot of the things that was uh, the allegations that were said that he did, it was it was heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Because in a sense of like, I mean, everybody sees that as weird. It's so, I mean, sometimes it's weird when you know there's a kid sleeping in your room. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But yeah. the thing is with Michael Jackson is that he he never had a childhood. You know what I mean? And when he got older, making millions of dollars, and you have some leeway out, time. You got some. Now you can become a kid. Your kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? And and he understood one thing. <clears throat> he understood that that children are closest to God or whoever else, whoever, whatever else, or whoever mm-hmm. you believe in. And that's what he was. He was so in tune with that. You know, he was one of the best dressers. Uh, I love him. He's. He's great at what he does. Mm-hmm. Everything that he does, he put his whole heart into it. You know what I mean? And But everybody patronized him for it. Everybody, you know, had, had all these allegations for him or to him. And he, you know, the kids came back out and said that he didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The, 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 the parents wanted money from him. You know what I'm saying? And just, like, when he died, bro, I promise you, like, I was in tears. Mm-hmm. Just because it's like... This man is just like he was. He has such an impact. Yeah. And in a sense, like <clears throat> I, I kind of want that from from like when when Michael Jackson when Michael Jackson walked in his room right now, everybody would pause. Yeah. Like, like whoa. You know. Yeah. It's like because he was just so like loved. Mm-hmm. Despite you know he talked about nothing but positive mm-hmm. things. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And positivity like, and just that's just like that's just something that that kind of drives me is that positive thinking and that positive mindset mm-hmm. because that's how like like I, I read The Secret my, my friend here read The Secret you watch the documentary all that yeah. and it has so much meanings to it you know what I mean you you're gonna get exactly what you put out yeah. you know what I'm saying and positive energy is so powerful you know and that I can't even listen to some rap music now I'm sorry for those who love rap music but I can't even listen to some rap music because it's so negative you know mm-hmm. what I mean it's so it's so you know you know they talk about women they talk about money all this stuff that they don't even have 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like a lot of the video, a lot of the music in the video or the the cars in the videos, they rented that. Yeah. No. You know what I'm saying? The they're 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 locked into their label. As soon as they sign that contract, mm-hmm. it's done. Like you owe them everything. Yeah. And you have to do whatever you have, whatever you you are told. You know what I mean? And it's just so negative now. And you know, I believe music music is has a spiritual freedom like frequency to it is that when you listen to something you you feel exactly how that person was feeling when you're listening to yeah. it and I think that with with, uh, with all the rappers saying all this negative stuff mm-hmm. you know what I mean that's what that's what is is fueling these people you know that that is what these people are taking from it because they're feeling exactly how you felt at that time yeah you know what I mean even but you're but you're sitting in the Hamptons you know what I mean talking yeah. about how you're in the cut or you know selling Dope or all this stuff, but you're you're not. So okay, so like let's go, let's talk about like you know the the whole mentality of like the that Drake and and um oh my god I can't believe I'm blanking on the name you know, yeah me me, me yeah. you know and I'm just like you know there's it's an argument like yeah. you know it's it's it's, it's words mm-hmm. and it's like why continuously care like why even bother saying anything or like feeling any kind of like, you two are separate individuals right. that are adults. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter if someone says something negative about you. Just let it go. Yeah, just... Like, I hear negative stuff from people all the time. Yeah. There's nothing. You just gotta, you just gotta <laughs> take it off the shoulder. Yeah. That's it. You know, and like, I mean, it's, it's mostly... I mean... I would have... Re- I mean, hip-hop, hip-hop, when it started, was, was you know, way of... of uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, DJ. But um, <clears throat> it's it was mostly a way to kind of you know talk about what was going on, talk about your struggles, talk about that stuff. Yeah, we were in a society that was very yeah, but coming now, from an oppressed society. Like, but now it came to a curve. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now it's just you're saying things to say things because mm-hmm. you think that it's it's popular. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You think you think that you think that you know disrespecting women. In your videos, mm-hmm. it's cool, you know what I mean, or disrespecting women in general, you know. And going back to one of the reasons why I built this society is because I had a older gentleman come into uh, my work, and we talked about certain things. And he he flat out told me he said he's like your generation is disrespectful, don't know how to dress, you guys don't care, this and that, mm-hmm. blah blah blah. And I, and I was sitting there, and I'm like, I understand what you're saying. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But at the same time, you know, I'm 21 years old. You yeah. know what I mean? And I wear suits every day. I work in a suit store. You know what I mean? I, you know, I, mm-hmm. I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. But what I'm saying is, is that I am totally opposite of what you're, what you're saying. But you're labeling, labeling a mm-hmm. generation off of what, what's, what they, what you've seen, I guess. You know yeah. what I mean? And I understand that in a sense. But on the other hand, that's the big reason why I decided to pull a trigger on it. Because the thing is, is that our generation is, is like I said before, crucial mm-hmm. in a sense. But the problem is, is that, you know, all, of, all the influences that we have around us, it doesn't... Um, it's not creating... Po- yeah, it's not creating yeah. a positive yeah, environment. It doesn't, it doesn't create a positive, positive environment, so you got guys cheating on their, their girlfriends, even mm-hmm. though, even when they make a commitment to them. You got, 
you know, husbands cheating on their wives. You got guys getting women pregnant, but not work, but not being there for their children. Yeah, you know what I mean. You got this and that, and all this this negative stuff. You know what I'm saying? And like, it pissed me off. It really does. You know what I mean? Because yeah. in a sense of respect, you know, I respect any everybody that I stand in front of. I respect you. I respect you. I respect you. I respect the people who are listening. I respect everybody, despite if I know you or not. You know what I mean? But the thing is, is that that's something that we lost, is that respect and that mm-hmm. that that uh, that chivalrous attitude. You know, to this day, I still open my wife's door, even if she's driving or not. You know what I mean? Nice. To this day. And, I, you know, we, I've been together with her for almost three years, and I've kept that up because that is, that is dedication. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? That is loyalty. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you have these guys that are like, you know, calling women the B word doing yeah you know like just say it just disrespecting women but you but but then when they get older and they and I want all of them to think about this when you get older and your 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 daughter is going through the same thing or somebody's doing this to your mom what are you gonna do you know what I mean mm-hmm. you're gonna are you gonna sit there and judge them and be mad about it or are you gonna understand why they have that mindset yeah you know what I mean the our our sole our sole reasoning as a generation is to help the generation afterward. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and it's getting bad, man. It really is. And it is it is crucial that the society lives that I, that I created because we need to have that community again. We need to have that, that those, those people who believe that, that chivalrous attitude, that, yeah. that respects their, their women like their mothers. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Respect their, their elders. Respect those, even if they don't respect them. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. it's not, it's not, being a gentleman is not just treat women right and, you know. Being a gentleman, it, it, it takes over every aspect of your life, whether so, it's for a woman or for another, you know, another person. Just even in, Yeah, even in the workplace, doesn't matter where you are or where you're from or what you're doing, you have to have that mentality mm-hmm. because in, in itself becomes... You know, you're 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 generating positive energy, but you're also receiving positive energy because I know if I, you know, if you give me dress, even dress like the way you are, and if you tell me have a great day, I'm gonna feel better because someone, you know, outstanding with a positive attitude is telling me have a great day. I mean, I'm gonna take that to heart. Like he's he wants me to have a good day. You know, he looks like he's having a great day. Like, I, you know, I should be pretty, pretty darn like happy about myself. And so, you know, as we, you know, we're 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 an, whoa, we're reaching we're reaching the end. And you know, I I want to give you the this final chance to not only you know help people, I guess, um, just give one last word about like what you know the mentality of what you're trying to do and why people should you know. Be a part of this. Why? Why should they be a part of this? And then close out with you know where they can find you, where they can you know reach you at, mm-hmm. where they you know, you know social media or anything other you want to shout out at the end there. And then we'll just wrap it up. Call it a day. <laughs> I I I feel people. I think I think I, I want people who's gonna I want people to join the the society or the brotherhood because if you. If you have if you have an ambition in your life and you want to succeed, but also be a great human being as as a whole, come join us. You know what I mean. You're very welcome. 
You know what I'm saying? Because that is one of the sole purposes of our brotherhood is to bring like-minded men together. You know what I mean? I'm sorry for the women that's listening. I am working on something for women, <laughs> but I have to kind of, you know, stick to what I know until I get to that that point. Yeah. But, there's always this. There's always a period of like you know progression. progression yeah, growth. Yeah, you're not trying to. Yeah, you're not yeah. like. I don't want people to be like he's sexist. Like no, 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 no. no. There's still you know you're still working on it. You, it's in it's in the production phase. It's in the works. But yeah. Like just to wrap everything up, a gentleman is is not only a lifestyle, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It's not. It's not always about how you dress. It's all. It's about. Just making somebody's making somebody's despite despite uh okay uh sorry yeah no no I I just wanted to make sure because I got a little bit of feedback back there yeah um so the gentleman is about a mindset and not all about what how you wear what you wear how you look it's all about just making somebody else's life that much easier mm-hmm. just by holding somebody's door means the world to them. Yeah. Just by, just by it's the it. little nuances, yeah. yeah. And just by like what I say at work all the time is like, do me a favor. You know, they're picking up something and I'm like, do me a favor and have a great rest of your day. There you, you know go. I mean, because that is what is gonna make the world a better place. Not you know giving money out to charities and doing all just just being a good human being to another human being that is gonna spread. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you know. My, I, I, have, I have two Instagram accounts. My first Instagram account is True Gentleman Spirits. Um, and then my second Instagram account is Jits Founder, and that is my personal one. And I also have a Facebook page, go like it. Um, you know, it's True Gentleman Spirits. Um, and, you know, I look forward to meeting those guys that really want to kind of elevate in their lives and, and understand how the gentleman's mind and lifestyle works and become a family member to us at your children's spirit well i can't say much more than that we've reached the end and you know thank you for coming on i no problem i appreciate it and so with that we're gonna end up saying goodbye to everyone we hope we think yeah thank you very much and uh i you know i just i my last thing to say is i want to say thank you because you came to me you know like a gentleman <laughs> you came to me, you saw something in me, and I really appreciate you coming on. Um, you know, this is something special to me that I, you know, I started this. I, I started this, you know, just to get people's and to get their ideas, but also their their uh, their enthusiasm out. And 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 I want to pre- I want to show you my appreciation, my gentlemanly you know duty to say thank you to you. And so with that, we wish you all goodbye. Have a good night. Thank you so much for joining us here on Finding Arizona Podcast. Hey That's good, man. Nice. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> Dude. Uh-huh.